welcome to a brand new episode and a brand new season on journeying with Jesus. This new season we're going to go a little deeper into God's word. As we read in 1 Corinthians, we'll get into some of the meatier stuff. Now the word of God is like an ocean. It looks great from the outside, but if you get in, you'll encounter a whole other world inside. So today to begin our podcast we look at how one can study the word of god it can seem like a mammoth task sometimes but if it's in the bible it's meant for you and me and um, before we get into the subject i want us um, to establish one thing the word of god is inspired it is the word of god written for man in order to understand it we need the help of god unless he helps us we cannot expect to understand the depths of every text we read and uh, with that established i'd like to introduce well at this point he needs no introduction we have with us tyron the most popular guest we have on this podcast so welcome tyron thank you for joining us thank you it's always a pleasure to be here with you great and uh, like i said um in my introduction we need the help of god to understand uh, god's word isn't it so um let's have a word of prayer before we begin shall we sure our dear heavenly father we thank you father god for giving us this opportunity be, to be able to um enter into the second season of this uh podcast we thank you for the ways in which you've led each one of us and for the, for the ways in which you've blessed the hearers uh, as well We pray that as we begin um this episode your presence may be with us may your holy spirit lead us lord may you use us as instruments for your glory we pray that you will speak to us and speak through us the things that you have in store for us today we give this time into your hands and we ask in Jesus precious name amen amen okay it's a pleasure having you with us tyron um just want to say that again and uh are you excited about this new season oh absolutely absolutely so we get we get to go a little deeper and that's that's always exciting uh for me and i'm sure it is the same for you um so today like i said we're looking at how someone can study the word of god right that seems very right. simple uh from the outside when you just hear it but um if we do not do it right we could be headed in a different direction don't you think so right um it is uh the bible is um quite a complex uh it has so much in it and as you mentioned before it is the word of god so it is very profound and it can it, it can and it impact our lives and it has the power to change them but right. it, if we do not approach it from um the right um with the right attitude from the right mm-hmm. direction it is very likely that we will end up twisting it uh to our own to meet our own ends which is a very common um thing among humans who um uh, you know have the wrong attitudes towards um almost anything mm-hmm. uh, you end up you end up end up twisting it to fit your own uh, experience rather than letting it transform you mm-hmm. That's um that's an interesting point you made there because you reminded me of someone uh that uh um my husband and I gave bible studies to years ago and uh um, I think a few lessons in we realized that he was not there really to seek God he was there um to sort of gain head knowledge and to be able to um counter some of the other doctrines that people have out there in the world and um of course that didn't go too far cuz uh, you know if if you're not being led by the lord then it right. had to fail eventually so it it stopped but uh that's that's um that's a good reminder and also an illustration of how our intentions while studying the word of god is very important of course Absolutely. there are many people that we see through testimonies who have um who've testified that you know they started studying the word of god only to argue with christians and they've uh, you know they've ended up becoming christians 
you know so right. we also see that but uh, that cannot justify us having the wrong intentions to study the word of god so Absolutely. um let's talk about intentions for a bit um what do you think um about having the right intention versus not having the right intention when you're studying the word of god uh i think uh it comes well in my experience and we i've been studying this particular topic for quite some time in mm-hmm. fact yesterday i had a meeting uh youth mm-hmm. meeting where we actually discussed the topic of um the 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 uniqueness of the word of god is that mm-hmm. as i said before it it's not a book that you just read and you put down and you're like ah that was a good book let's right. move on to the next one no it is so uh it presents such a compelling a message that puts you in a very uh unique position where you have to make certain decisions nobody mm-hmm. um who studies uh the bible um from from any uh, perspective it just walks away without any um any uh, effect whatsoever as i right. i think in a previous podcast that no one who ever met jesus ever whatever the same no one right. who ever had an encounter with Jesus was ever the same because mm-hmm. his way of life and the truths that he presented were so compelling that it put people in a very uh, I would say uncomfortable position a position they didn't want to be in because they had to make uh, life altering decisions right. so from that point of view um, attitude is very very important um mm-hmm because it ultimately uh, the goal of uh, studying the word is not for the word is not to master the word to become you know experts on right. the scripture rather uh, that the word may master us may change mm-hmm. our life Amen. and our way of thinking and that is something that is not very appealing you know mm-hmm. when it is something uh, that is going to change you uh in significant ways that's very uncomfortable for a lot of people and it's something that uh people are not willing to do uh right. because we want to be in control of our lives right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that is common is that uh another attitude is people come to the bible they bring their experiences to the bible and they try to interpret the bible um from based on their experiences rather than the other way around for you interpret your experience according to what scripture says um but i think the most important thing is for us to not to forget who god is who we're coming Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. as hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 tells us um Mm -hmm. without faith it is impossible to please him because anyone who comes to god must first i believe that he is is. you know that short little phrase um that the implications of that are quite uh, um, profound. You know, we must understand that God is the author of truth, the author of our reality, mm-hmm. our existence. And if mm-hmm. what he says, it is not an opinion, right? right? It is the way things are. It's the absolute um, truth. Exactly. And that mm-hmm. that concept is very, um, very uncomfortable for a lot of people. So... When we come to scripture, the attitude is um, for us to have a humble, mm-hmm. teachable uh, heart. Right. Because we're coming to the author of all truth. And what he's going to present to us is the way, is the truth of everything that we know and also the absolute truth of who we are, where we come from, mm-hmm. what are we here for, and where right. are we going. Those are, you know, fundamental questions that everybody, um, independent of whether they believe in God, all, everybody is seeking for an answer to that to those questions. Mm-hmm. And the Bible has a full answer for each one of those questions. And so, right. um, I think the primary uh, reason why people uh, have, you know, certain uh, attitudes towards Scripture is that we are bombarded by our our culture you know there are a lot of ideas that make us feel good make us feel that we're in control 
I often say that the biggest problem that people have today is a problem of authority. Right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to have someone above us mm-hmm. um, who is going to be uh, an oppressor and going to tell mm-hmm. us what we have to do and how we have to live. Uh, no, in we control. want to be in control. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and believe it or not, um, if, if you, people would think deep enough about mm-hmm. the attitudes that they bring to our scripture, mm-hmm. um, we'd realize that the. Uh, at the almost every time at the end at the very bottom of that or behind the, the, the motivation is that you know I want it to be my way not the way uh, God presents it to us right. so those are I think that's those are the big um, the, the, the main um, attitudes that people have mm-hmm. uh, to when they come to scripture you know we come with right. an attitude of um, my experience and let's see what the Bible has to say and if it doesn't go with what I have to say then I reject all of it yes you know? yes. it's amazing that to this I, I saw last week that someone had the um, audacity I would say <laughs> to um, say that we should tear down all statues of Jesus um, especially the European Jesus uh, you know, the white uh, Jesus, the white symbol of Mary and Mother that we find in uh, a lot of uh, churches and um, around the world, that we should tear them down. You know, it's it's that uh, rage against you know authority, and to the point mm-hmm. that we would even consider Jesus an oppressor. <laughs> yeah. Because we, I also heard this week that uh, Moses was an oppressor. And that he, he was an oppressor because he used the laws which were given to him by God. You know, Moses didn't invent those things, but the person said that he was an oppressor because he used all these laws to keep people in check. Um, right. And to um, uh, maintain them in some sort of bondage by these laws which he enforced. So, you know, we see all of these. Um, these ways where people take scripture and mm-hmm. instead of listening as uh, Psalms uh, I don't know if I would like us to read that Psalms uh, 37 and verse 7 mm-hmm. it says be silent before the Lord and wait expectantly for him Right. right. so that listening to God is something mm-hmm. that we often don't do right we want we want answers but we're not we're not willing to uh wait for him to actually say it we come to him agitated uh seeking uh for this or that but we don't wait to hear he has to say and many times um another way uh another attitude that is appropriate and correct my experience when coming to God is that um, we we come to God in an agitated way, you know, with all of our problems, and we throw them on Him. But very little of times we come simply to hear what He has to say without allowing our minds, you know, to follow a rabbit up. But this or that or, or or my experience or or you know, taking ideas, the culture and etc instead of just listening listening to what God has to say right unfortunately we live in a society that is very hectic right now and people aren't really listening to anything they're just simply reacting to you know buzzwords and uh, uh, statements etc and people are siding on one or the other and so there's not a lot of listening right and this urge to be I want to be right right mm-hmm. we're all we all want to be right rather than yes. actually listening uh, to each other mm-hmm. so um, those are some of the main um, attitudes I think about you know the the uh, appropriate and um, misappropriate um, attitudes mm-hmm. we can have when it comes to approaching God's word right and uh... Um, something that um, caught my attention um, while you were speaking is how you mentioned about while while studying the word of God um, and you see who God is 
now it's it's so important to understand that your image of god could be different from my image of god if we if we have if we're going going with two different kinds of intentions so if someone's going to um study the word of god like one of the examples you gave us is when you come with preconceived notions you have this um um you know conditioning that has happened over the years that you've grown up a certain way and that influences um your idea of who god is and uh, sometimes we bring that to the table or sometimes um you know we we come with uh, an attitude that okay now this is what i want to say and this is what i want to believe which need not be the truth this is what i want to believe so let me look for scripture that can back that up you know so sometimes we have these delusional ideas of who god is and that can be so dangerous because we headed in the in that direction of being deceived further and further so right. um it is absolutely important to have the right attitude um while studying the word of god your intention should be to know who god is to seek him the bible says seek ye first the kingdom of god so the first thing that um we need to have is the right intention before we you know um read the word of god or study the word of god uh, which also reminds me um of how reading the word of word of god versus studying the word of god they're two different things they're not the same thing now you could be upset about something you could have had a bad day or you could have um uh, you know uh, been broken down in in many aspects of life or you know you're just going through a bad time and you open the right. word of god maybe a psalm and then you read the psalm you're reading okay you're reading and uh, the lord is um comforting you through the words that he's he's put there in that particular psalm right and that could just be reading okay when you study the word of god it's a different approach you are going much deeper into that word that you know something that you've read so uh i don't want to go <laughs> jump the gun here into getting into how we study the word of god but before we do that that's something that i wanted to establish and something else you said was um, also interesting to me about how we go to the lord sometimes and we say you know we're only in- interested in what we want to say it it reminds me of usually in a couple i mean it need not be 100% of the time but most of the time it's the woman who does all the talking so she goes on and on and on and the man is listening right so i need to be good listeners <laughs> for most uh, relationships but we do that with god sometimes it's like you know you've you work in a school i've worked in a school in the past so Uh, i'm sure you're aware of how we do these reports on the end of the day or at the end of the week you know that this is what we've done this is what we've covered and this is this is the way it went and you know you're reporting it you're probably putting it um, in a document or something like that so sometimes we do that with god we go and report to him so we say lord this is this has happened and this is this, this this didn't go the way i wanted it and uh, please do this and please do that and please bless this one and bless that one so when we're going there with this attitude of you know i'm just letting you know versus right. okay right. lord here i am <laughs> what do you want to teach me today what do you want to tell me today what is it um from the word of god that i can learn today so th- they're two different attitudes and it will make a world of a difference when it comes to studying the word of god so having established all of that which was quite a long introduction <laughs> let's get into um one of the one of the first questions we have which is how do we study the word of god which is the essence of the whole um topic today right how do we study the word of god what do you like to, what would you like to say i would like to start by uh reading psalms 145 verse 3 okay it says the it says the following uh the lord is great and is highly praised his greatness is unsearchable this is okay. just one of those verses that puts us into a, a position like huh so you're saying <laughs> the god that we worship is unknowable unsearchable uh yes <laughs> it's one of those amazing things that really puts your mind to think so the mm-hmm. god that we are try that we study mm-hmm. in the word uh one thing that i uh, you know i that really 
flowed into my mind and I really um, thought about a lot for the past few weeks is um, God is unknowable mm-hmm. by uh, be, because of our nature he is unknowable we cannot know him right, right? Um, so that's like okay so like how, how do we <laughs> How do we so have a relationship? <laughs> right. Yeah. How do we have a relationship with a God that we cannot know? But the mm-hmm. beauty is that really puts us in the the correct place, right? That really puts our feet on the ground and lets us understand something. The God that we seek to understand and worship is by his nature, because he is infinite, unknowable. Right. And our sinful nature has uh, you know blurred everything. Mm-hmm. So we, we cannot know him of our own strength of our own efforts we cannot know him right so if be that being the case the answer uh the first thing i would say to the answer how do we study the word of god is that we first understand that the god that we seek to under to understand uh is unknowable so mm-hmm. uh we we cannot know him of our own strength however right mm-hmm. The, the amazing thing now is that he has revealed himself to us okay so whatever we uh, learn about God it is because he has revealed it to us right this is not we did not you know make a theory of our own it is because he revealed it to us and as Matthew 11:27 says just uh, read that for you real quick This is Jesus in talking to uh, his... Matthew 11, which verse did you say? Uh, see? Yeah, Matthew 11, 27. Mm-hmm. See? Okay. It says... Let me see. I have it with me. Should I read it? Uh, yes, yes. Please go ahead. Okay, Matthew eleven twenty seven. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal Him. Uh, you know, that's like... <clears throat> so we have a God who's unknowable, and the only way we can know Him is if He chooses to reveal himself to us mm-hmm. okay and again that puts us you know in the in the in the line uh towards uh properly interpreting god's word and seeking mm-hmm. uh coming to him with the right attitude because we don't have the capacity of our own to know god but he has as this uh text says eh, no one knows him except the one whom he has revealed himself and then the beauty is uh, he has given us a revelation in certain ways right we have the word of God uh, then he added the Holy Spirit who uh, continues to teach us his word then we have the testimony of Jesus those are the ways he has decided to uh, reveal himself to us so that's mm-hmm. when we when it comes to studying uh, how do we study god that uh, sorry how do we study the word of god that's where we start we start by understanding how he has revealed himself to us mm-hmm. and so that puts us in a in the plane of humility where we come to the unknown god and he is going to reveal himself to us right in our search he will reveal himself to mm-hmm. us so that's the first thing i would say mm-hmm. uh to study um studying the word so um just to just to put that uh, in one sentence it's it's almost paradoxical right because you you want to study the word of god and the first thing you have to understand is that you cannot understand who god is but the good news is there is an unless <laughs> right and the unless says you cannot study the word of god or search the Lord or understand it's like the psalm that you uh, that you quoted says um, his greatness is unsearchable so you cannot do all of these things unless the Lord reveals it to you which which in one sentence means you have to learn to depend on God 
the word of god is inspired Absolutely. and and it's not something that um you of your own without christ outside of christ are searching and um, expecting to understand what it says well you can take something away from that but um uh, it could be it could be dangerous because that's not really coming from god if you're doing it just on your own knowing that you're supposed to take the help of the lord and right. uh, not doing it then you know you're not in you're not on the right path right um just like to add on to that now <clears throat> the next thing is uh john chapter 4 verse 24 number it says very it's often repeated and as people know it by memory mm-hmm. uh, it says god is spirit and mm-hmm. those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, truth. Mm-hmm. so in spirit and in truth right, right. now the other question uh, perhaps we may have is well how do we do that you know how do we mm-hmm. worship him in spirit and in truth mm-hmm. uh, again god has provided the way for us to do that and the first step is um as we find in St. John chapter 3 where he says you must be born again right. or you must be born of the spirit and of the word mm-hmm. uh because spiritual things cannot be discerned by a carnal mind mm-hmm. uh and the word of god uh presents to us a spiritual truth but if you are not if you don't have the spirit of god the holy spirit mm-hmm. um you're going to end up with uh some pretty interesting um beliefs and doctrines and whatnot you you you're going to get it wrong because there are certain right. things that you you cannot discern because they're spiritually discerned mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so that's the next step our dependency on god and god says i have given you my spirit as he told us in st john chapter 15 uh he's going to come and he's going to teach you all things. Right. So we need the Holy Spirit. We definitely need the Holy Spirit so that mm-hmm. we don't uh go the wrong way with right. um studying his word. Mhm. Mhm. And um now that we've established the the right attitude we're supposed to have before we study the word of God, our intentions and uh, our dependence on God, um How important do you think is context when you're reading a scripture how important is context because you could be quoting something um when it could mean something else altogether so um let's talk about that let's talk about the importance of context right so this is uh one of the very fundamental things that people need to understand mm-hmm. uh because it oh this causes so much problems when people forget <laughs> Uh, let let me give you one example. So there's a famous verse in the book of Corinthians that uh, where mm-hmm. Paul says, "I do not allow women to speak in churches. Right. If they have questions that they ask their mm-hmm. husbands at home, mm-hmm. but I don't allow them to speak." Oh, this right. you know, the people who It can who, stir the crowd up. The <laughs> <laughs> people who is, who um who, you know, we live today in this um social justice you know rights mm-hmm. movement that everybody you know has a right and rights mm-hmm. are more important than your responsibilities and whatnot right, right. um <laughs> that a verse like this ooh, it's like oh look the bible sexes you know all that stuff <laughs> so the people who uh let's say five minutes ago they were reading jesus talking about uh marriage and saying um No marriage is between a man and a woman would think mm-hmm. oh that's archaic that's you know that's uh so um patriarchal and all that stuff mm-hmm. you know and we're talking about Jesus here you know so people have the audacity the pride mm-hmm. today that to think that we are somehow better than mm-hmm. you know the people in the bible and so context here completely mm-hmm. dismisses you know all those um ideas and 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 um accusations that people what it truly bring. means mm-hmm. exactly so they take that one verse which is mm-hmm. by the way in a chapter that's very long mm-hmm. and <laughs> yes um it's talking about a lot of things but people mm-hmm. see that and they're like ooh ooh mm-hmm. ooh the bible is you know sexes and whatever mm-hmm. uh and they the context they forget the context completely so right. context is very very important because we're talking about uh a different society a different mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. 
-hmm. talking about people who were living in a time that is not as mm -hmm. we live today mm -hmm. and they had different customs and so putting the verses and in, in, uh, passages of scripture but in their proper context saves us from a lot of mm -hmm. you know preconceived uh, uh, false teachings and preconceived ideas and um, notions that may occur if we take it um, out of context and try to interpret it from where we are today so context mm -hmm. is very important right that, <laughs> yes yeah that that is one of the classic examples uh, i must say uh, where we talk about women you know keeping silent in church and um, which also reminds me of something that we um, that is not spoken of enough is to to um, study the word of god also in the context of history it is so important to know your history now i know that growing up most of us have not really loved history you know some of us lucky ones <laughs> have mm. you know had this natural inclination towards the subject of history but the reason why knowing history is so important while studying the word of god is because the word of god is is practical right it's not right. it's not just a rule book or it's not something mm. that's just going to put you to sleep in peace right mm. the word of god um has recorded things right from the beginning okay right. i'm not even talking about adam and eve i'm talking about what happened in heaven the war that took place in heaven and you know how sin began you know right. going back that you know that far starting from there and then beginning with adam and eve and it records things that have happened in the past things that are happening right now and things that are going to happen in the future until you know we see uh, as far as we can see you know because when you talk about eternal life i don't think we could see to one end you know no. but the bible records uh, uh talk about all of these things so when you read about something that has happened now the the, the book of corinthians is paul writing to the church of corinth right so to to understand a text uh like the one that you mentioned which is in uh chapter 14 if anybody's uh interested um if if you want to understand what it's saying and to understand the culture and to understand the context sometimes you have to dig deeper you have to make a little more effort which is go back to history and understand the the time uh, in which this was written um what was paul referring to go to some of the other scriptures that he's written because he talks about um some some things that can that are seemingly contradictory to what he said here so so it's it's really important to understand history when you study the word of god for example if you if you're going to uh, read let's say daniel chapter 2 and you read about the statue that nebuchadnezzar sees in his dream in order to um better understand that you have to go back to history and and when you go back to history and you see historical records you understand that whatever the the word of god here says which is god revealing something um through um nebuchadnezzar's dream um which of course was interpreted by daniel you see that it took place to the dot right right absolutely so, so it's um i think we don't talk about it enough but it is so important to know our history because um the word of god is in line with everything that happened in history right, right. so yeah that that was something that i just wanted to mention uh, when you spoke about I think Sorry, that you touched on something that is very very relevant in this very mm -hmm. moment in which we live. Mm -hmm. Uh if you look at the news and the United States and this is uh, a ripple effect that's you know um spreading beyond the United States. Mm -hmm. uh, we have people tearing down statues. Mm -hmm. Uh we have people burning um the American flag and some other statues of 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 historical figures who did things right. in the past um if you forget mm -hmm. where you came from and how you right. got where you are mm -hmm. you will not make a better future if anything right. all you're going to do is make things worse because mm -hmm. you have forgotten um who you uh Uh, your past and where you came from and how, what made you who you are and 
it is it is something history is so uh, important and re uh, relevant today that if we forget it uh, as the, someone famously said you're doomed to repeat those who it the, exactly if you forget history you're doomed to you're destined to repeat it uh -huh. um, and pe people don't understand the uh, unfortunately today a lot of people especially young people which is just sad they mm -hmm. don't I wonder what they're learning in school but anyhow that's another topic for another time <laughs> um, they don't understand you know they look and, and, and uh, they um, they do this because of that attitude again the attitude mm -hmm. of we are better than people mm -hmm. in the past uh, mm -hmm. we have uh, we are a better society we're gonna make right. the world better and mm -hmm. people in the past were awful and horrible and mm -hmm. I mean they've even gone as far as to take the Bible and say we're gonna remove all the horrible things in the Bible mm -hmm. and just keep the good stuff um, that's that's like again we're moving the context you know remove right. all of the context mm -hmm. and making God uh, or creating this utopic world where everything mm -hmm. is good and everybody's right. happy and there's nothing uh, ugly or, or horrible um, right. and so the point of history of us knowing our history especially in, in scripture which is basically uh, as you said a description of events from the very beginning of the conflict until the very end of mm -hmm. world history and the establishment of God's eternal kingdom it is very very important right yes and uh, okay now so far we've established how someone should study the word of god um, context and uh, its importance um, our intentions while studying the word of god dependence on uh, god now if we had to put all this in practice and talk about it practically uh, it's best to take an example right so let's say we want to study a passage okay just just to make it more practical and in the literal sense to be able to explain it to our listeners um, let's say we're studying the passage that we see in John 15 which talks about the vine and the branch branches right so if if we're looking at that uh, passage how would you study this passage uh, so the first thing I would do is um, pray I hope <laughs> pray right uh -huh. pray mm -hmm. Um, and you know remind myself right. that I'm coming to God's word mm -hmm. and that I'm here to see what God has to say to me in this right. passage rather than let's see what I can find right. uh, you know I'm or, or I have this idea let's see if it, it fits no it fits um, uh -huh. I pray and um, I begin by the, the next thing of course after you commit yourself to God ask for his uh, his uh, inspiration his mm -hmm. um, and the Holy Spirit then mm -hmm. I begin by reading the text and letting it uh, just speak to you try right. if only it was possible to you know switch off your um, brain well not brain mm -hmm. your arm your mind from thinking while you read but <clears throat> You know, read read it you mean thinking of uh, things outside other things right? yeah other yeah, things yeah. while you're reading if that was possible but right. <laughs> sometimes that's challenging so yeah mm -hmm. after you read uh, after you study then you begin by reading mm -hmm. um, and uh, what I if I'm gonna study a particular let's say section of a, a chapter what I do is I read the whole chapter mm -hmm. um, before um, reading that you specific sort of break it down right right Right, so you look at the bigger context, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if what I what I would what I do is usually uh, look at, um, and you don't have to do this every time. Once you get mm -hmm. the idea, then it's much it flows much faster. Is the Gospels, um, of which John is the number four, they all have mm -hmm. were written from a certain perspective, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they focus on a uh, certain uh, aspect of Jesus as he was on earth and John in particular focused on Jesus as you know the um, the God man mm -hmm. um, we, we haven't in John a lot of I am statements the famous right. seven famous I am statements so that mm -hmm. gives me you know a, the larger context of you know what the message that John wants to give me 
um, mm -hmm. when he wrote John. And with that in mind, now we come to the, the chapter, which is chapter mm -hmm. 15. Now he is talking about who he is, and this is one of those seven I am. Right. And here he talks of himself being the true vine. Mm -hmm. My father is a gardener. Here he's using language again. Another thing to remember, the context he's talking, he's using language that to the people of his day was very common. Familiar with. Very uh -huh. familiar. It was something that they saw in their everyday lives. Mm -hmm. Right. So he, the, he talked about a vine and his father being a gardener. Uh, and he talks about very uh, basic things that happen as you uh, have a, a vineyard. Every branch that doesn't produce fruit, what does the um, gardener do? Well, he removes it, he prunes right. the branches that do produce. Mm -hmm. um, and now, that's the that's the context um, and the, I would say, the at face value message there. Mm -hmm. Now, the other uh, step would be what does that mean for my life and my mm -hmm. my relationship with God, right? In a practical sense, what does that mean? Right. Right. And one of the key things he says that without me, if you don't remain in me, if you don't stay connected to me, mm -hmm. you're not going to produce anything, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you need to remain in me because I am the true vine. I am the mm -hmm. source of all the things, all things mm -hmm. good, all things uh, worthy. I am the source right. of it. So you need to remain connected to me. Mm -hmm. And he gives he gives us this, the recipe as well of how we do that. We do it by feeding on his word. He says, you're clean because of the word I spoke to you. Now that, you know, that statement there requires us to meditate upon. Mm -hmm. Uh, because and this is something that we don't often practice. You know, we read it and we're like, hmm, I don't know what that means. Uh, but we don't give it a further thought. And we don't, what I do, as I mm -hmm. often said, that the answers in the scripture, and I think I said this in another um, podcast, but I think it's very appropriate. The answers that the scripture gives us are very simple, mm -hmm. but the implications of that answer are very profound. Right. So the simple, you are clean because the word I spoke to you. Uh -huh. Okay. Now if you sit back and you think about what that means, mm -hmm. uh, and you, it's going to take you to other passages in scripture, and it's also going to take you to see how Jesus used the word. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you, you begin to see how profound that simple statement is and how, what it means for your uh, your life and your relationship with God, and he goes on to say that I am the vine. You're the I He's the vine. We're the branches. Mm -hmm. If you remain in Him, we produce much fruit. Mm -hmm. But without me, you can't do nothing. Now that statement, you know, without me, you can't do nothing. Like, okay, mm -hmm. uh, what does he mean by nothing? Right. <laughs> right. Because like, that, does that mean I can't breathe? I can't, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> how? Yeah. How literal extent, is it? <laughs> how literal is uh -huh. that? And here we, we again we need the the, the Holy Spirit to mm -hmm. take us further in the spirit to understand that part because that's not you know a literal statement. Mm -hmm. um, and he's in if if you there's there's a whole book in the Bible. It's called the book of Ecclesiastes that mm -hmm. deals with that one issue, but that one, that very statement, without me, you can do nothing. The whole book, basically, right. he's, from the very beginning, he says, you can do whatever you want, but without mm -hmm. God, it is ultimately meaningless, empty, useless. It's vanity. All is vanity. Mm -hmm. Right? So, right. we take that, we think about that, and now we, mm -hmm. we, we read once again, because without me, you can do nothing. Nothing mm -hmm. that matters. Nothing that right. matters. You mm -hmm. you can do. You can go. You can become rich. You can become popular mm -hmm. and famous and etc. But really, ultimately, apart from God, whatever we do is completely meaningless, useless. It's vain. Mm -hmm. It's vain. And if we intend to do anything that God will recognize as Christians, right? Doing it in our own strength. To God mm -hmm. is like you're doing absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. So you need 
because we're all we're doing ultimately again now here we see how scripture you know this this takes us all over scripture to it brings us you know to genesis and revelation and it takes us all over the place now genesis because we are uh made in the image of god which means mm -hmm. we were made to reflect his character mm -hmm. right so what is another layer of the statement without me you can do nothing what we have to remember that when god sees us the father when he sees us he's looking to see a reflection of his son mm -hmm. right because we are uh that's what we're called to do we're called to reflect jesus and in fact he says that we are covered with the righteousness of, god, of jesus so that when god looks upon us he really doesn't mm -hmm. see us because we have not right. to offer the great god of heaven mm -hmm. so what we see is jesus he sees jesus in us and that is what you know he accepts so right. another layer to the you can do nothing without me is that whatever mm -hmm. we do as we saw in this parable which is so uh profound mm -hmm. uh there were two groups of people who came to jesus on, on the on the judgment day in this parable and to one he says come into the joy because you did this and this and this and they said to him when did we do these things and he says mm -hmm. if you did it to someone to the least of these you did it to me right. and to the others they were like lord but didn't and the others he says you know i don't know you mm -hmm. and they were like wait a minute but we did this uh we we cast out demons etc mm -hmm. he said to them i don't recognize you right. so what whatever they did mm -hmm. was completely uh, not recognized by God because it did mm -hmm. not follow the pattern that he expressed to us here which is if right. we're not connected to the source that God mm -hmm. recognized whatever mm -hmm. we do is ultimately vain it's nothing right so uh, yeah yes. and um, and like you um, you know went from say John 15 and then you went into Ecclesiastes and then you went to Genesis and then Revelation um, it's a classic example of how uh, when you're studying a passage or even let's say a, you know just one single verse it is not solitary okay it's right. it does not stand alone the word of god in isaiah says precept upon precept here a little there a little so you have to look at the bible as a whole you know i uh, i know so many people argue about um drinking okay mm -hmm. they say jesus turned uh, water into wine um, mm -hmm. but then uh, because you see verses in the bible that talks about uh, wine being bad for you versus jesus making wine this is a classic example of someone um, uh, being able to say the bible is contradictory <laughs> you know it contradicts itself right so so to understand that you you can't just just be in the bible you have to go back let's say go back study the word wine because the word wine in the bible in the original translation could mean two things one is grape juice the other is intoxicated wine alcohol which is fermented any when you ferment grapes that becomes wine and that is alcoholic as much as right. we like to deny it that is alcohol alcohol <laughs> okay yeah i'm most fruits, um, if you ferment them, they turn yeah. into... Yeah, you could, I mean, alcohol. you make wine with literally anything and everything these days, right? So, so unless you understand the word, grape juice and wine, and go back to the original translations in the verses that you're looking at, you're not going to be able to understand that the Bible is not contradictory because the word of God is holy and it is His word. It cannot be contradictory. It does not even make yes. sense. It does not even fit logic right so when you understand that the wine that talks that is talk, spoken about that jesus turned water into is grape juice and the wine that is is uh, referred to as something that you shouldn't do is fermented wine so the reason i bring up this example is because we we cannot look at something solitarily and say okay this is what it's saying and this is what it is against everything else that the bible says right you have to take into account the whole bible you know right. everything that the scripture says now john and, uh, is uh, sorry sorry um, go ahead now finish your thoughts so i can uh, uh -huh. then I'll, I'll, I'll add to what you were saying 
Um, so John is a good example of what you were just mentioning. Uh, in fact, at the end of his book, he let us know clean and straight uh, that if we had to, if they had to write uh, everything that Jesus did, mm-hmm. um, there would be enough uh, books. Right. Uh, there would be enough uh, p- parchment paper mm-hmm. to write it. So right. uh, what, what I often say to people who have that question is, it, let's start with what we, you know, the first question, um, what is your attitude? What is your purpose behind the question of, you know, like, well, the Bible doesn't condemn, you know, <laughs> Um, alcohol what what do you want to what is your objective here Mm -hmm. so that's the first thing I would say the second thing I would say is that the Bible doesn't always say things explicitly Mm -hmm. and and, and in a lot of cases it it is there implicitly and it is there by example there's a lot of things Mm -hmm. that the Bible did say uh, because it was obvious in the the story and the and the, the history that we have in the scripture there was no need for him to say it explicitly mm-hmm. so it's, there's not just you know every uh, people want it to be said explicitly no there's a lot of things that it's not necessary for you to say it because it's obvious mm-hmm. uh, right. but again we don't see those things because we have a different objective when we mm-hmm. we actually tackle these uh, particular topics now there's nothing beneficial mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, you know uh from uh, the consumption of alcohol, we see how many lives it destroys every single day and year. So, um, arguing yeah. for something so destructive and uh, unproductive is very anti-Christ as anything could be. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. And... Um... Okay, now that we've um, established all of these things and also that because we're running short of time, <laughs> I'd like to get into the last part, which is literally like addressing um, the elephant in the room, which is false teachings, false doctrines. Okay, so how how safe is it to, you know, let's say you just click on a random video on YouTube, The you know, it's, it's got a good title, you want to listen to uh, something that talks about that particular thing that you read on the on the as a title or you know um, you're reading a passage and you want to understand it better so you go to some of these um, like you blindly pick some of these commentaries bible commentaries um, on the internet or it, it could even be in a book you know for that matter it could be in a concordance so how safe is it to depend on these things if you could quickly you know summarize on that Right, so the first thing, um, uh, if you don't have a good foundation from where mm-hmm. to start, it's very unsafe. Right. <laughs> you, um, it's very unsafe because there's a world, there's an ocean of mm-hmm. uh, commentaries, ideas, uh, people, etc. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the fundamental things uh, as we began our study is, number one, our ultimate dependency on God. In our um, our constant uh, habit of studying His Word uh, prayerfully and seeking His help, as He so aptly put it in Saint John chapter five, verse thirty-nine: "Search the Scriptures, search them." Right. And you know that word "search" in English. You know we understand that, but if you go, as you said, to the Greek and the original language. Uh, it's a much more profound word. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, get into the nitty-gritty, open it, mm-hmm. dig mm-hmm. deep, go down. Because, right. uh, as, as he said, uh, search the scriptures because you, uh, for them, you think you have eternal life. So mm-hmm. you you are searching for something and you, you think in them there is eternal life. But the amazing part that people missed is what he said next. They testify right. of me. It's about me you know you're searching it seeking to find eternal life and what you don't realize is that all scripture is about me ultimately it's about me it's pointing you to me who because in in john he says says, i am Mm -hmm. eternal life it's me i am the way the truth and the life it's me yeah so which is also uh, one of the tests to find out if someone's being a false teacher or a false right. prophet, isn't it? Because if they do not right. speak 
the word of god do not acknowledge jesus to be christ and he came in the flesh uh, into this world then there's something wrong right that is the that, that's i would say that's number 1 right you should always always uh use that as a first uh testing mm-hmm. uh sample to see what, what whatever is being said if it ultimately uh puts uh, god in the place where he um his character has being demands and also that it rightfully portrays Jesus as scripture uh does um the second thing i would say is as john uh the in in the book of st john he said uh beloved don't believe everything uh try uh this um try everything you know try everything because the, the as as well as the as as there's the holy spirit in god mm-hmm. there's also another side mm-hmm. there's another side that is ultimately out there to um deceive people to twist people into mm-hmm. you know turning the bible into something that it is not and i think mm-hmm. that people often forget you know we talk mm-hmm. about you know people want to whatever happens in the world people just want to blame god or praise mm-hmm. god like right. uh, there's a tornado god is responsible but we pin yes. everything on god and we forget yes. that there is a real enemy, enemy. Mm-hmm. exactly who's real he's not he's yes. not a fairy tale no um <laughs> which we which we're going to talk about in the very next episode in fact right we're going to talk right. about uh, so, unveiling <laughs> the one who wants right. to remain backstage Right, right right and that's it's very fundamental because that mm-hmm. that, that that reminds us that we are uh, there two sides and mm-hmm. that they um as 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 I would, uh, well just to summarize I would just share mm-hmm. this quote um when it comes to studying the bible it says the the choices sometimes involves an intense struggle because mm-hmm. we are fighting a battle over right. who will have the supremacy in our thinking and our life mm-hmm. in the end there are only two sides to pick from mm-hmm. so right. keeping that front and front and center will help us to you know um to steer clear and of course mm-hmm. ultimately we need the holy spirit's guidance because right. as the bible clearly as paul said in the corinthians don't be surprised if the devil comes to you as an angel of light. Right. Um and so often truth uh or error should I say is not that black and white from mm-hmm. um from the truth. It it sometimes right. you know it's, it's it comes uh close it looks like truth. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's the way that the devil uses it to deceive, you know, and to right. uh, get people to follow after it. Um, so yes, yes. um and that, those uh, would be my uh thoughts on that question. Okay. So we have less than 2 minutes now um to wind up. So would you like to close with a prayer for us? Sure. Yes, that is pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you because you have given us your word. You have given us your Holy Spirit. You have given us every resource that we need to get to know you, to study your word. We thank you God that you have answered uh, the fundamental questions in our lives of who we are, where we here, where do we come from, where we going. Thank you for your Jesus that in the cross who didn't just spoke scripture but also lived scripture and taught us how we ought to study your word and how we ought to relate to the authority which is present in your word we ask god that any who may hear this podcast may uh may find a uh, valuable truth that would bring them to a closer relationship with you and would encourage them to study your word prayerfully and with a humble heart open to listen to your word and to listen to you as you speak to them so that their lives and ours may be transformed day by day and so that we may reflect Jesus who is ultimately the source of all truth and the main character in scripture we thank you for your blessings i uh, thank you for this opportunity and be with us continue to give us wisdom in Jesus name we pray amen amen
well thank you so much tyron and uh, uh, to our listeners uh, we hope to see you on the next podcast please wait for the next one where we're going to talk further about uh, some of these things thank you and uh, god bless uh, thank you once again for having me